Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Thursday, February 24th. Hey, some good news. Uh, it feels like only minus 17 today in the Edmonton area, <laughs> instead of minus 29, like I've said the last several days in a row. This, this, is, this is exciting. <laughs> High of minus seven today. It'll be zero by tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what have we got going on today? Oh, you know what? I forgot to say. Wow. What? We're broadcasting live. So Indeed I, we I, are. I got, we got our little introduction thing and I, I almost skipped over. We are broadcasting live um, on the Podbean app, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. If you're listening to the recorded version on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever, uh, you can listen to live as well. Uh, if you download the, uh, the Podbean app every morning at 6 a.m., Monday to Friday, Mountain Time. Uh, we go can, live. Yeah. yeah. You can call in and chat with us, get your questions answered. You can join the um, chat feature within the app and mm -hmm. chat amongst the other listeners and with us, get your questions answered there. The reason why I was saying to join live is because one thing we haven't talked about for a majority of the month, because we've been just, I don't know, just forgot. We didn't forget, but we just haven't talked about it, is that um, we have the monthly top fan award slash prize mm -hmm. and what that is is that <clears throat> pardon me if you join in live uh you can click the little heart button it's kind of like a like button uh you, when you also call in the show you know you get more hearts if you share this show uh from podbean onto facebook or twitter you're going to get additional hearts and all those hearts accumulate on the app and at the end of the month tells us who has the most hearts and who is the quote-unquote top fan and uh, it's a little competition that we do every month and then we give away really cool prizes so um last couple months we've been giving away and, and this is what we're going to be offering this month as well to the winner is one month of free mentorship yeah huge uh what's the value on that like 675 bucks let's say almost 700 dollars. yeah yeah you got a couple um live video calls with Wayne to discuss strategy and help you move forward to get your, get your obstacles crushed. <laughs> yeah. If, um, if you've been listening in you're like, Oh yeah, I need to, I need to get a little more of that in my life. I need to get, I need someone <laughs> to kick my ass. It's, it's a free, it's a, it's a taster, uh, for what mentorship is like. Mm -hmm. Um, mentorship is not coaching. So coaching, you can book coaching calls. Um, if you look in the show notes, you can book a coaching call whenever you want. Um, you can book it today. Uh, as long as I have time in my schedule available on the app, you can download an you know, a, a coaching call within a couple hours. Now, coaching calls are, you know, you, you call and you ask your questions and we work through your problem. Mentorship is like one-on-one -on -one and I want to see you succeed. So I'll do whatever it takes. If you need a joint venture partner and I know a joint venture partner in my network who's looking to invest, I'm going to send that joint venture partner to you. If you need a partner to help you flip, I'm going to put you guys together with a partner who can flip. If you need, you know, anything, if you need, if you want to work through, um, you know, some, some personal stuff that that's preventing you from, um, taking the next steps, I'm going to, I'm going to check in on you every morning at 6am and send you a text. Like I, mm -hmm. I, like I'm severely, like ridiculously uh, dedicated to, to seeing your success. So mentorship is just the next step above. It's, it's not answering questions. It's, it's like a full dedication to your success. Yeah. Anyways, you get a taste of that for a month. Um, that includes two coaching calls. Yes. Or mentorship calls. Um, however you want to see it. Um, those then, normally, those are strategy calls. Yes. Um, we're going to work through what's working, what's not working and try and get you, try and get you making sure that you're still moving forward yeah. uh, additionally. Yeah. And then also unlimited texts and emails, right? 
Yes. So um, if if you got a, a sneak peek into our house, you would see Wayne constantly <laughs> messaging his, ringing. yeah, constantly messaging back his mentees and getting all of their questions answered and helping them con- like always move forward. If you guys message him within, I'd say minutes, he's got an answer for you. <laughs> Unless I'm on a call with another mentee or in a meeting for my own business. Nine times out of 10, I'll get you an answer within a couple minutes or a yeah. couple seconds. Because um, what I want is I want to make sure that, you know, if there's something that's holding you back from moving forward, let's answer that right now. Yeah. Let's not Don't waste any time. Let's not waste and wait until the next call, you know, at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's all about keeping moving forward and keeping the momentum. So um, that's the prize for Top Fan. Yeah. Um, additionally, sorry, we didn't add uh, the, also all access to all of our contracts, documents, forms, anything you yeah, need, whatever you need, anything you need, yeah. anyone you need. Um, yeah. So it's, anything it's a, ex- you want, you got it. Extremely valuable. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at it. Uh, Josh says that the, because of the technical difficulty on yesterday's show, um, it dropped him by three spots. Hmm. I don't know why it would drop you by three spots. Yeah. Still get to the same amount. Maybe if you joined in late after all the other people. He, he, well, okay. Well, I'll look into it because, yeah, I do see a significant drop from your your points. That's very interesting. Okay, so the the one additional thing that we added just this month because this this top fan race is, is becoming a big, big yeah, thing. It's tight. It's tight. And every month there's like the same five people neck and neck within three points and we're like right now we're at like just we're just creeping up on a thousand yeah thousand points thousand hertz Uh, we got four days left so when everybody's at 999 or 999 and 997 you know what i mean it's it's not very fair because literally everyone's just clicking 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 and if you happen to miss a click right at the right second on the 12th day of the month then you're screwed so what we're going to do is we're taking the top five Whoever is in first is going to get five ballots. Who's ever in second, four ballots. Third is going to get three ballots. Fourth is going to get two ballots. And fifth is going to get one ballot. We're going to put those ballots into a hat and then we're going to pull. Mm-hmm. So whoever has the most is going to get more ballots than the person that has fifth. So it's a much more fair system. Um, and it also adds a little bit of chance as well for the for the people that are in fifth, right? Yeah. Um, so we're very, very, very excited about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for next month's prize. I think we might be shaking it up. Yeah. Um, so this this might be the last month for a while we're giving away mentorship. So. Yeah. Or next month might be the last one. I don't know. But you should definitely get involved. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. Um, I see uh, a bunch of different comments and stuff here. Did Was there anything, any questions or anything Not just related comments. to that? Um, uh, Brad is uh, driving from Fort Mac to Edmonton right now. So he's happy for the weather change. I'm assuming Brad's doing some work. Yep. Nice. Yep. Um, I, I'm praying for Brad that he can finish that renovation soon. That renovation's taking a lot longer than than, than what they wanted. So I'm hoping that renovation's done soon because it, it, I, I, I admire, I admire you, my friend. Um, so what Brad's been doing on his week off from work. So I think he works seven days on seven yeah. days off on his week off. He's driving from Fort Mac to Edmonton, which for those of you that are around here, how many hours? Five? Oh, I don't know. I've never, it was a five or six hour drive. Um, to stay at his renovation to work for seven days and be away from his family. That's how dedicated he is mm-hmm. to his success yeah. and in growing his business. Um, they're working on a burr here in Edmonton and, uh, yeah, super proud of them. I went and checked it out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, it's coming along, but he needs to get that thing done. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm praying that just maybe get he shows up. I just, I pray that he shows up today and, uh, there's more done than what he thought. <laughs> I don't know. Some fairy came along and, and started finishing some stuff. So I really do hope. So, the- uh, yeah, Kath- Kathleen um, corrected your verbiage there, Wayne. She said that is how dedicated they both are. Apologies. So not just not just Brad. I whoa. <laughs> and is also holding down the fort. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well, he's gone. So. Definitely. Wow! I just got I just got villainized. No, <laughs> just talking about Brad and Brad driving. Of course, of course. Yeah. 
I, I, I do you want me to get into how much Annette does? Because I know how much Annette does. Do you want me to start? Because <laughs> frankly, Brad, Annette does way more than you do. <laughs> way more than you do. You got it easy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyways. <laughs> Brad, call in and defend yourself. <laughs> I don't think Annette's on, on live here quite yet. She usually hops in about halfway through, so. <laughs> let's let's not start them in an, I, I get, in an I get, argument I'm this early in the morning. I'm going to get a private message from her later on today. I'm like, why are you talking about us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just listened to the show. Um, what does everyone want to talk about today? Yeah. Tell us, please. Um, while we're waiting for that, um, you know, this is, a, this is a free coaching live show. You can call in, ask any questions you want. Um those yeah. are the best episodes when we get a couple of really good questions and we can run with them mm -hmm. because we don't know what you don't know. Like you need to tell us what you don't know. <clears throat> Sometimes we're talking about stuff and it's like maybe way over your head or maybe you're yawning. Like we don't know. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so tell us what you want to talk about and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about our day and what's going on with us this week. We haven't talked about us very much. Mm -hmm. Um, but while we're doing that, you know, we'll be keeping an eye on the comments and, and if you decide you want to call in and talk about something, um, we'll be waiting for it. Yeah. Um, you know what the, the second best episodes are? Cause you what? said those are the best ones. What are the second, second best, best ones? ones are the ones where I get messages later on in the day and mm -hmm. someone says, Hey, I finally did that thing that you told me to do. And I got three joint venture prospects. Mm -hmm. So, you know, choose your questions not wisely, but <laughs> choose them wisely. But just no, you know, make it worth something. Yeah. What is it that's preventing you from taking the next step? And you know, if I can, if, or Gabby can answer that question for you, and you can do something today that gets you closer, that's what I want. I don't, I don't like pointing fingers at people through or pointing fingers in your ears. Yeah, I just had a visualization of like me pointing fingers, but I'm actually pointing fingers through their ears because they're wearing earbuds. Um, I don't like pointing. Oh, I was like, I have no clue what like, you're talking about. Uh, I just had a visualization. Sorry, it got serious and I had to lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> I don't I don't like pointing fingers at people all day. I'm like, you are insecure. You are this. You are that. No, I don't like that. I just what I want is I want to I want to figure out what's that thing. I want to help you figure out what's that thing so that we can answer that thing <clears throat> and so that you can move forward. That's yeah. what we want. We want everybody to succeed on the show. Yeah. That's what we want. Definitely. Um, Brandy has a question here. Nice. Um, Brandy asks, how do you figure out supplies for rentals? Do you order extra supplies to make sure you're not short? <clears throat> um, I, I think it, I, I think there's a few things that might come into play here. I mean, like, are you just straight up doing the renovations yourself? Are you just um, managing trades? Are you, do you have a GC? Like what's the situation? Because I know that our situation is unique where um, we have a, a guy <laughs> mm -hmm. and an arrangement that we will order in the supplies and he just needs to basically show up and work, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But that's not typical. Um, like when we used to um, add suites into basements, yeah. um, we had a GC who just took care of everything. We would tell him what we wanted and he would do it. He would get the supplies, he would get to work. So is there a rule of thumb? You know, okay, so flooring. Well, um, so Brandy says, I'm so tired of driving back and forth. Um, Renos ourselves with trades. Okay, so yeah, I mean, there's certain things that you there's <clears throat> like general rules, like uh, with flooring, because you're going to have um, cut scraps. You know, you you cut a piece that you can't reuse and it's scrapped, so you end up with. Um, what it was it called? A shortage, a shortfall, uh, an end cutter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I am not a, a, a construction person. Anyways, okay. Um, so what is it? Ten percent? Ten percent extra? Mm. You're not a no. You're an investor. You're not supposed to be an expert on what the terminology. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> this you're is, not supposed to. Yeah. You're an investor. Thank you. 
Always got my back. Yeah, babe. <laughs> um, but what is it? Is it 10%? 10%. Okay, yeah. Because here's the thing is that like I also go overage. Yes, thank you. Um, I also go in and and with my contractor say, okay, how much flooring do we need? And he'll tell me. And I'll say, does that include the overage? And he'll say yes. And I'll say, okay, and I'll go and I'll go order it and arrange for the delivery and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so you know, in my case, I have him telling me how much he needs. And so I'm not driving back and forth. Yeah. Um, but yes, for things like flooring, um, tile, backsplash, like those types of things where you're going to have cuts and you're going to have overages. Yes, you want to order a percentage more. Yeah. Is it typically 10%? Yeah. yeah. 10% for flooring. For flooring. Yeah. Okay. Um, Keep in mind, you can buy extra flooring so long as you're not buying like a, as long as you're not buying like um something very specific for that discounted uh, clearance is what I'm oh, trying to say. Oh yes, yeah. Like a clearance, and you're buying uh, there's there's no more of it anymore, um, or you're buying it you know off someone off Kijiji or something like that. If you're buying from a big flooring store, um, if you buy extra, you can always take those boxes back if they're not opened. Right? Yes. So just on flooring alone right there, there's an example. Yes. Or if you've got a length of, sorry, if you don't mind, if yeah. you get a length of baseboard that's not cut, you can take that length of baseboard back. Yes. Yeah. Which is a pain in the ass. Like we have a whole bunch of stuff in our garage that has I'm, yet to be taken back. <laughs> of course. Yeah. We never take it back. Um, But but you can. <laughs> you I'm can. You can. Will you? Eh, well, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. And Brandy says, ha, ha, ha. We do buy clearance flooring. Yeah. And so the thing that I was going to add to that is like, is to just ask, like when you're there, ask, you know, when What's I'm done with this in a few months, am I going to be able to return any unopened boxes? If they say no, then don't buy a crap load extra, buy your 10% more, or maybe a little bit extra so that you don't get screwed and yeah. come back for more and they don't have it. <laughs> On the topic of flooring, um, what some boxes you know the top and bottom pieces the edges get damaged um from when they strap it down on yeah. um uh through tra transportation so a lot of the boxes you open there's one or two pieces in there that are damaged you can't use put those off in a side box um and just kind of keep a pile of them and if you fill a box and you can go back and say hey these are all damaged yeah these are all damaged rather than us giving you the whole box back we just filled the box with all the damaged ones and they'll just reimburse you for one box yeah right for sure. so um i i wouldn't leave i just want to add one more thing just for unflooring and then we can get into other supplies because i feel like we're going to go through a whole renovation supply list <laughs> with what you can buy extra and and what you can't but i wouldn't leave 10 boxes of, of laminate or vinyl flooring underneath the stairs at your renovation because if you have to replace a piece in the middle of the room you got to pull the whole freaking floor out and to be honest, you're probably not going to do it. You'll probably just wait until you replace all the flooring. So having an extra 10 boxes underneath the stairs, like you're never going to use it. Yeah. So you may as well just return it. Have one box under the stairs. Mm -hmm. So you remember what you bought. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> just you don't even have to have any flooring in it. Just just leave the box next to the can of paint. That's the can of paint you're never going to use because it's going to dry out. But at least, you know, this is the color paint that I had. And this is the kind of flooring that I had. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, return the rest. Yeah, but I think like as far and I don't know, maybe that is, that maybe that was your question for as far as like flooring and and tiling well, and stuff goes. But well, no, I mean it was uh, the question was. Um, oh, what was it? I'm just trying to scroll back. How do you plan it. out supplies for renovations? Uh, yeah, so Brandy just said here. So we have a walkthrough on Friday. Do you, and I would like do you order extra supplies to make sure you're not short? We have a walkthrough Friday and I would like a better estimate for rentals. It's the hidden things that always cost. Yeah, for sure. What Wayne and I do is we we literally go room by room and I bring my notepad and we whatever start in the entrance and literally do the full look down, look to the side, look up, like literally, okay, flooring, floor vent, baseboards um, is like drywall, either repair or replacement, um, trim around the door. Uh, does, does the ceiling need to be touched? Does the closet need to be boxed in, um, bulkheaded in? Or do you just need a new closet door? Like literally in every single room, look around and go through every single item, the you light fixture. It, yeah. 
Um, and we, we do that in every single room. And then we know when we're going to order supplies, I can go back and be like, okay, that room had a floor vent. So now I need, I know that I need 20 floor vents. You know what I mean? Cause I can go through and make sure that, because what I like to do is once we've done that, I'll then go on to like Lowe's or whatever, and just put in a bulk order of, of everything that I just know is certain. I know that I need this many floor vents. I need this many door hinges. I need this many railing, um, whatchamacallits. <laughs> this is going to be very technical, you guys. <laughs> Hardware. Hardware. And I will just place a bulk order that I can then pay for delivery <clears throat> and have a big old nice package delivered of everything that is certain. Yeah. Um, so I like, yeah. So I like to have that kind you of template. Contractor pick it up and then you can just load it in the garage or load it in the basement. And then whenever he needs it, he just goes down to the little inventory downstairs or in the garage and just grabs, okay, well, I've only got 20 minutes left before I'm done for the day. So I might as well just install all the handles on the doors. Yeah. He can do that. It's not like, hey, can you guys pick up some handles? Or he's like, oh, I don't have the handles. Like, there's nothing for him to do. So if you leave all the stuff on site, as long as it's out of the way in like a little room or something like that or in a garage. You know, if they've got 20 minutes or if they're waiting for paint to dry, they can go grab something else and go work on that to be productive. Mm -hmm. So we, we keep a majority of that kind of stuff there. Yeah. Vents and, and other, you know, random hardware um, so that they can be productive yeah. um, in between other tasks. Yeah. But um, as far Ian, like there's going to be some other things that you just aren't going to know until you're at that point in it, in the renovation, <clears throat> like... Um, I don't know. I'd like to get it to a point where we almost have like a point and click system on our own. So this is this is my version of like a perfect flipping business because a lot of people they're like, oh, it's just, you know, $45 per square foot or $60 per square foot. And then they just budget it that way. And then, you know, they kind of work on ordering stuff later. Um, for me, I'd almost like to have like a point and click system. I want this as automated as possible. So if we had like something where like, okay, it's 1100 square feet. So we click on flooring, click 1100 square feet, um, 12 handles, click, it goes 12 handles and it kind of put it into almost like a print off sheet or like an itemized print off sheet or something like that. So it was like, that was, you know, now we know the scope of work and the cost of all materials and the rough cost of labor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'd like to, I'd like to have it something like automated that detailed, mm -hmm. um, something in the future, maybe when we got more time, <laughs> um, or just hire someone to do something like that, like a point, mm -hmm. and you know, a point and click system, you know, we just go through and, and almost have it on like a tablet when we're walking through or have yeah. our GC walk through. And with a tablet, just click, 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 click. You know, another handle, another handle, another handle. Okay, I'm in this room, light fixture, bedroom, click. You know what I mean? And then just it prints it off. And then we just know exactly where to order all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It would even almost like segregate it. We're like, we know that the, the system knows that the handles and, and the, the, the railing hardware and the light fixtures are all at Rona. So it automatically tells us to order that from Rona and that all the SKU numbers come with it. And then all the other items are from, you know, Lowe's. And then the other items are from Home Depot and the other items are from Amazon. It basically separates it into lists. And then we just have to go in, hit the SKU numbers on the websites, order it. It all gets, you know, packaged up at the front of the store. And our contractor comes by, says, hey, I'm here to pick up the Hillier stuff and picks it up. That, that, that right there is how a flipping business should be run. Mm -hmm. if, if it were my, if, if it were my business, um, <laughs> which is ultimately what I'm trying to get it to. Right. I was going to say that there's kind of like a geeky part of me that really just like wants to go do that. But then I wouldn't that be so yeah. easy if you had a tablet, you can just walk through, click, click, click. Or if you gave a tablet to our general contractor mm -hmm. and he went click, 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 click. And then it also generated a scope of work for him to let him know roughly how many hours it should take to install the railing hardware. And then he could see and almost, it would almost uh, auto generate almost like the best route to get everything done and what he should do first. And then he would just check in every day and the system would tell him what he should be working on. And when he finishes it, he clicks it off and it tells him what to do tomorrow and how many hours it should be. Wouldn't that be a perfect system? I'm literally, I bet I'm not kidding you. I'm coming up with this on the fly right now, <laughs> but these are just, you know, just like that. That's what a, a, a flipping business should look like. Yeah. Right. Josh says hire robots. <laughs> it's all coming down to robots, robots. with wrenches, people. 
Uh, yeah, Kathleen says that would be lovely, but items do change, which is uh, true as well. And I think that's where it comes or be becomes um, handier to be ordering supplies from specific like more <clears throat> supply stores instead of your Lowe's and Home Depot, because yeah, their items change all the time. Yes. But I do find that, um, you know, like some of those specialty stores, like lighting stores, um, uh, specialty flooring stores, like mm -hmm. all those types of things, they do tend to be more expensive. And Unless yes, you, you have might like be a able to get a, a contractor discount. Sorry, I'll let you talk. Yeah, but um, shh, but um, shh. sorry, I do that all the time and it's annoying and I apologize in advance <laughs> or afterwards, not advance. Um, no, I don't know what I was saying. Uh, sometimes oh, yeah, more sometimes expensive. they're more expensive. Maybe you can get a contractor discount. But I don't find that that's always cheaper. So I'm going to take this one step further. All right. Because again, you're, there's, there's themes in this show and there's themes of what I teach. And that's to treat everything like a business. It's one of the most important themes or fundamentals that we teach. It's to treat it like a business because... It's, it, this isn't, I've seen it a million times. This isn't about real estate rental properties. It's all about building a business. You want to build something that's automated that you don't have to think about. You shouldn't be filling out a notepad and entering it into spreadsheets and shopping for stuff. We should have it with a tablet, with a click system that generates a scope of work that tells our contractor exactly what to do. That's a business. What we're doing is a job. Mm -hmm. You understand? 100%. So I want to take it one step further because just from my research into other industries, one other industry that I looked into a lot when I was, when we were getting started <clears throat> and I almost started a business doing this is, um, is drop shipping and, um, and private label, uh, stuff on, on Amazon. Okay. So sourcing products through China, and putting your own label on it and selling the stuff on Amazon, which is pretty much, you know, how the whole industry works on Amazon. It's, it's mostly 19 year olds sitting in their mom's basement, um, ordering stuff in packages, um, or in bulk from China and, and having the, having their manufacturers throw their sticker on it, Wayne's wallets, and then shipping them directly to fulfillment, uh, That's warehouses, um, <clears throat> you know, by Amazon. And then when you click on Wayne's wallet, patent pending, um, it, uh, Amazon processes it and then they ship it out and, and, and then Amazon takes a cut and then the profit remaining is sent to me. Um, now through my research into that industry, I learned a lot of people that were doing what was called uh, retail arbitrage and online arbitrage. So basically what they were doing, and you can look into this stuff, but don't only look into it for five or 10 minutes just to see what I'm talking about. Do not go down this rabbit hole and spend six months thinking you're going to start some online or retail arbitrage business. I'll just save you the time. It's going to take you nearly as much time and effort as it is for real estate investing. That's why I'm not doing it. But don't think that it's easier and you're going to go do that instead. Stay focused. I'm just, I'm using this as an example as, um, resources that may or may not be out there or could be out there. If you are in online arbitrage, basically there are programs out there that will scan all of the retail websites, Target, Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, Zellers. Is Zellers still around? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just gave me flashbacks. <laughs> Best Buy. Radio Shack, Radio Shack for sure is gone. Yes. Okay. But they'll basically go through all these retail websites and they'll scan for these products. So they're scanning for Logitech uh, computer speakers. Okay. Because they all have the same identification number. And they will, you, you hit a scan and it will scan for the products that you're looking for and they will try and find the cheapest one or they'll try and find the ones that are on clearance. Because sometimes a lot of like a lot of times like Walmart will do a clearance on, you know, um, 
Malibu Barbies. They got a hundred extra at this particular store, you know, and you can order it online and they're 75% off. So what these online um, arbitrage guys and girls will do is they'll, they'll find these amazing deals. And then it'll also, at the same time, it'll scan what it's selling for on Amazon. Okay. So they'll see that the price for Malibu Mar- Barbie is $33. However, Zellers is selling it for $9.99. Okay. $33, $9.99 is a bit of a spread there. Okay. It's free shipping from Walmart. So they will literally ship it directly to wherever you want. So nine times out of 10, they're going to send it to your warehouse. You're going to repackage them and you're going to send it off to Amazon. So that spread of $9.99 and $33, which is uh, $24 right? You're also going to have to pay for shipping. You're also going to have to pay for Amazon fees, which are about five bucks, but all said and done afterwards, you're going to make about 10 bucks in profit. All you need to do is click on those 100 Barbies, deliver them to your warehouse. You're going to throw an Amazon um, shipping um, sticker on top of it. And then someone from FedEx is going to come by and pick up those things at four o'clock tonight, send it off to Amazon, and then it's on Amazon's website. And then you and your kids can order all those, you know, there's Malibu Barbies and, and for every one you sell, you're going to make 10 bucks, which means that you're going to make a thousand dollars. That's a thousand dollar deal right there Transaction, yeah. from the hundred Barbies that you found. Okay. So these, these resources are out there. Um, there's a lot of these different types of programs that you can find um, for, for sourcing materials. I know that because I was, I was downloading them and I was doing research on them. So what I'm wondering is, is if they have programs like that, you could very likely found, find programs that will do the exact same thing. Just change out the identification numbers to the handles that we order yeah. for our doors. I bet you that ha- that hack guy that you follow on Facebook probably has a website for that. 100%. 100%. <laughs> but, you know, these are just more ideas for, for ways to systemize your, your flipping business mm-hmm. or your renovation business. Because if you're going to be ordering these, if you're, if you're doing flips you know, multiple times throughout the year and you're doing the same light fixtures and the same handles, you can, you can order more. Every morning you can generate that search for all of your items to see if anything is on clearance or on sale or if it's being discontinued. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can just order them directly to your house. A lot of those retail stores, they offer free shipping yeah. and then just order it directly to your house or to order it directly to your warehouse where you keep all of your extra you know, light fixtures and handles and railing hardware and whichever door hinges, cabinet, um, kitchen cabinet knobs, those kind of things. Yeah. And that's how you're going to save a lot of money right there. So stay tuned, Gabby. We got a lot of uh, cool ideas coming down uh, <laughs> in the future for, for different things for our flipping business. But um, if you treat it like a business, that's, that's how you're going to make lots of money. If you're doing one-off flips and you're like, oh, I think those handles would be really nice. Let's go to Home Depot today and see what we can find. Or like, oh, lots of, we need to find appliances. No, you should be ordering the same stuff every single time. And then just ordering them automatically. But doing your search, pulling and see if anything's on clearance. Yeah. Keeping an inventory of all of the the excess materials and supplies that you have in your warehouse. Mm-hmm. So maybe you don't need to order them. You just pull them out of the warehouse. Right? Um, so here you go. Lindsay says in the Podbean <clears throat> app here, she says, I am currently creating a template for my scope of work in a project management tool called Asana, Asana, whatever, where I can use timelines, link products, and checklists. Nice. Is this a free product management tool or is there a cost to it, Lindsay? Uh, do you mind spelling it, Gabby? So that A S A N A. Yeah. Very cool. There's also there's also lots of different. Um... Okay, so Ricky says it's free, but not with timelines and other features. Okay, so yeah, there's a free version, and then you can um, probably upgrade to get more features. Yeah. Yeah. There's also things for um, scheduling renovations like um, Gantt spreadsheets and those types of things, which you can just Google and get templates online. It gives kind of like timelines for what you're working on when you're working on it type of thing. Um, Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's systems and products out there. Should you wish to go look for them and source them out? Robbie's calling in here. He's How are you guys? Good. Good. I was just curious uh, when you guys were getting started uh, with your renovations for uh, 
rental properties, did you use a designer or someone to help kind of pick out the flooring and the color coordination, the type of product you're going to be using? Or, you know, did you just use somebody in your network for kind of that template? Because, you know, Wayne, you've been talking about systemizing it. So I just wanted to kind of was curious what you did at the beginning. Um, For rentals, you said? Yeah. Oh, for rentals. Okay, so not for flips. Um, Yeah, so we did not hire um, designers, um, but we used a contractor who was doing many renovations and kind of knew what people were doing and what products they were using and all that kind of stuff. So we leaned on him. He always had samples and recommendations and those types of things. Um, But also we were very involved in the community as well and saw what people were doing on their renovations. And we just basically copy and pasted, you know, like everybody was painting the walls gray. So we painted the walls gray. Everybody was putting in Chrome. Chrome hardware. So we put in Chrome hardware and, you know, like those types of things. Um, nobody was using boob lights anymore. So we stopped buying boob lights. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I would, I would recommend just looking at, you know, other, uh, industry experts, real estate experts and see what they're putting in their renovations and then just copy it. I mean, that's, that's probably the norm for rentals. You don't need to go above and beyond with black. Let's just say for today, today's standards, you don't need to go above and beyond with black hardware. Um, right now, because it, it costs significantly more. And for rentals, you want to try and keep the cost down because it's you're trying to get it for rentals, not for, you know. Yeah, it's still going to be flip. beautiful, yeah. but you're not going to get any extra money that you put in for cool little things and spending more on black and those types of things. Unless you're doing high-end rentals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that okay, answer your question? Yeah, and I'm guessing for flips, you, again, would maybe look at working with a designer then just because you are doing kind of the higher end stuff and want it to look more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, for sure. And it also depends on the scale of your flip. Like if you're working on a, on a small townhouse with limited space, you might just say, okay, there's not really much that, you know, I can be creative with here. So I'm just going to make sure I get some nice cabinets and some nice black handles and some nice light fixtures. Cause that's really all you can do. Whereas in a big, um, you know, 17, 2000 square foot home where you have more, you know, customizing and, you know, more wow factor and you're appealing to somebody who's spending a lot more money, you might need somebody's help to say, okay, this is what's in, this is going to be the wow factor. This is what you need to do here. So it would definitely be more beneficial at that point to bring somebody in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, man. Um, there was a question a little while ago here about, do you use the same products in each reno and then a follow-up, the same color paint? Mm-hmm. So, uh, for a flipping business, you want, uh, again, you do you, but we try and keep the same stuff every single time so that we're not wasting. I, I think flipping business and rental, if you're adding suites or whatever, and you're just continuously <clears> doing <throat> the same suite conversions, definitely use the same product over and over until it's not in anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Same color paint as well was the yes. question. Yes, 100%. Um, the reason for that is because I don't know if you've ever tried to figure out which color gray or which color white. Oh, my God. It's, it's the absolute worst. And you're you're staring at it and then you put it, you know, you're, you're in Home Depot and you're like raising it to the light that they have. And, and you're the, taking the swab outside to get natural light. Like. And uh, you can't figure it out. And then you put it next to your flooring and now suddenly it looks purple. It's <laughs> it's like the worst thing in the world. And then you get it into your house and you look at it again. You're like, oh God, it looks completely different. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. We already bought 12 <laughs> gallons. Let's just go for it. And then you go for it and then it, it looks green. <laughs> it's like the worst experience ever because you don't know based on the existing colors in your room. You don't know based on the, 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 the natural light that you get in there. You don't know based off of the light fixtures that you have, you know, are using yellow lights or white lights in your house. It's, um, it's pretty scary. So when you get a color that works and you know, it works and you can save yourself from that whole experience, then stick with that color. Yeah. Mushroom mousse. <laughs> Apparently it's mushroom mousse. I always like gray matters. Um, Gray's I, not in anyone. Uh, Anyways, uh, the one thing that can change each time if you use the same paint is that when you go to the next project, the lighting might be different in that particular room, 
which can cause it to be brighter or darker or greener yeah. or more brown, I guess, in this scenario. Um, so, but yeah, I try and use the same paints. And as well, <clears throat> if you're buying it in bulk and you're continuously doing renovations, if you got an extra can or two or, or bucket or two of paint, you can just bring it to the next renovation. You're never wasting any. Make yeah. sense? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and uh, Courtney also mentioned here that um, they use an architect if they're redoing the layout of a project. Um, or even not possibly not even redoing, but maybe just like when you're adding a suite and you have a blank template, like we definitely, we had a really tight um, basement in one of the projects we were doing and we, uh, our contractor had an architect on his team. So mm -hmm. he brought him in and did the layout for us for sure. And was able to get two bedrooms in there and like really, um, lay it out nicely for us, which like, to me, I was like, how are we going to make this a two bedroom suite? Like yeah. I can only see one bedroom fitting here and ended up with like nice big closets <clears> and everything. <throat> so having somebody with that expertise to come in and say, here's what you do yep. is yeah, can save you, um, from making mistakes. Like had we just tried to do it ourselves, we probably would have en ended up with a one bedroom and yep. we probably would not be getting the best return on our money for it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ricky uh, said this a little while ago. He said, working on your business versus in your business. And I wanted to, to, to mm -hmm. read that because it's very important. It's yeah. a very important statement. Um, yeah, it's, it's it, it, the last thing you want to do is to create this business that just becomes another job for you, yeah. right? Um, you should be getting paid for your ideas and for your creativity. And the, you know, increasing the productivity of your business as opposed to dealing with 15 and $20 problems yeah. or 15 or $20 an hour problems. Yeah. Um, I also just wanted to touch on, well, a couple things here. Um, Ryan mentioned utilizing show homes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the big builders usually use a designer and you can cheat off of that 100%. Um, and that's what uh, Calvin Hexter always stresses is that, you know, like if you don't know what what designs are in, go visit a bunch of show homes and a bunch of different ones because different um, builders kind of go with different styles. So go into a couple different areas of, of show homes and just see what kind of fixtures they're using, what kind yeah. of cabinets they're putting in. Um, maybe little cool ideas that you never thought of, little utilization of nooks and crannies and those types of things. So can give you some cool ideas. Absolutely. Um, but then also uh, in the chat here, Josh says um, that as a, co as a contractor, he walks in and starts going, okay, fix this, replace that, that's got to go, yada, yada. And that you can get carried away in fixing things that aren't required. Yeah. And that is a really, really, really important lesson when you're getting started in like burrs or um, suite conversions, mm -hmm. like anywhere where it's going to be a rental property, you need to know when to stop. Yeah. And it is a hard lesson to learn. It's a hard pill to swallow because nobody wants to quote unquote cut corners. You're not cutting corners. You're just not making everything flip or brand new quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, you're getting things rent ready. Um, and when you're adding a basement suite, yes, everything is brand new, but you don't need the fanciest, um, cabinets. You don't Triple need sink. Yeah. You don't need, um, a porcelain sink. You don't drop sink. You don't need a crazy stove. Um, what the, not what I was fancy, going for. Now you're fancy, finishing my sentence. Fancy stoves, you know, the stoves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the, or the, the ones that boil water. <laughs> Or the fancy venta of uh, the overhead ventilation on the stove. Artistic, like the big, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, wood. Uh, 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 wow, we're really nailing it here. Hood, hood fans. <laughs> hood fans. Oh, yeah. You see those fancy hood fans where they do like all the, the woodwork around it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, like you Is that just, what you're trying to say? No, I definitely wasn't. <laughs> Thanks, though. Um, <laughs> rentals are... are you're there's going to be somebody come in coming in and renting that space from you for the next several decades yeah. there's going to be people coming people going new people coming in they just want a nice clean safe place to live and they don't 
They're not at a point in their lives where they are ready to purchase a house where they can decide that they want black fixtures and beautiful closets and um, the best flooring and the nicest light fixtures. Like, no, yeah. they just need a nice, clean, safe space to live. <clears throat> Uh, don't what, waste your money you're not getting it back well that's that's what i was gonna add on and i don't i don't think through all, all that you mentioned this but it will not increase your rent no the market rent it'll increase the desirability yes but how much money do you need to spend to increase desirability to get a return on it <laughs> well because you're not going to get any return on it is what yeah. i'm saying you're just increasing the amount of people that are going to like the suite so how much is enough to spend on that in order to get the desirability up? Because you are not, as Gabby just said, going to get any of that money back in your renovation in the value of your home or your property, sorry. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to spend an extra $10,000 on all this fancy stuff because the tenants are going to love it, you're not getting any of that money back. You just went over budget $10,000 to make it more desirable when realistically it's not going to make that huge of an impact. Is that $10,000 investment worth it? Probably not. Yeah. And you guys, this was a hard one for me because like anything I produce, anything I put out there, I want like, uh, I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist, but like I do my job and I do you don't cut good, corners and I don't cut corners and I just want a nice, I don't know. I take pride in what I do, which I think most people do. And so it's hard to be like, well, we don't need to redo that. We're not going to get our money back on that. It's hard to make those decisions, but you have to, if you want to be successful. And if you want to actually make money in this business, mm -hmm. you have to, you need to change your perspective on this or else you will not be successful in this business. I'm just, I don't, uh, I don't it's know if I've made my point, but it's a fact. It is some, it is a mind shift change you have to make. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Somebody got passionate um, this morning. It's funny how we alternate on who's serious on which day. Yeah. <laughs> like Wayne's dead serious, won't take any shit yesterday. And then today, I'm just being a big stinker. And yesterday, you were trying to be a stinker. Um, so it's funny. Like, we'll go we'll yeah. go days and like one person's serious and the next day the other person's serious. I guess we're just passionate about some things, more things, like different things is what I'm trying to say. Good cop, bad cop, Robbie says. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Varsh asks, would you put stainless steel appliances for a rental if you are doing a burr? Uh, if it increases the value on the after repair value. Yeah, um, we have and we haven't. <laughs> it. Uh, I would ask your realtor. Um, typically, we've talked about this before, and I would I would recommend going back about two or three weeks back. There was an episode where we talked about how an appraiser um, justifies what the after repair value is going to be mm -hmm. uh, or the appraisal is going to be of the property and how they do it. And through that episode, we explain uh, in detail that it depends on what the other, um, what the other sold comparables that the appraiser is using. And if the other ones have stainless steel and yours has white older appliances, they may dock a little off on your price, but it won't be significant. Mm -hmm. Um, let's say for example, they knock off 500 bucks because, or a thousand bucks. I'll use that, uh, that example. Let's say they, the other house is 470,000, but that one has stainless steel. Yours is everything exactly the same as that other one, except that you have older white appliances. They might give you 469. So you need to weigh, you know, the options and, and say, is it worth spending an extra $2,000 on stainless steel appliances? to get an extra thousand dollars on my after repaired value. Yeah. So <laughs> you see in this, in that, in that example, it's actually, we're way better off just keeping white appliances Yeah. because why would you put stainless steel appliances in a rental? It's just, it's the cost for replacement in the future is going to be more. Right. Yes. So go with white. Yeah. The, and the math that's that, that's the analysis on that example, but do that analysis yourself. Yeah. This was also a hard thing for me to get over. It's like mm -hmm. you're doing this brand new kitchen. Why would you why wouldn't you do stainless steel? But I will also say that when you have a brand new kitchen and you put brand new white appliances, it looks really nice. Yep. Like most people don't even notice 
the color of the appliances when everything is brand new, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you're putting, you know, a new suite in, especially basements, like basements do not need stainless steel. If anything, I would maybe consider them for the main floor, but definitely not the basement. Um, Just throwing away money, really. At the end of the day, you're just literally throwing out money. Yeah. Being like, yeah, we don't need this money. We don't need it back. Whatever. I I want these tenants to have stainless steel because they deserve it. That's what you're saying. That's not. I don't a, want my. That's money. not a business owner talking right no. there. That's not an entrepreneur talking. No. That's someone who's emotional about this. And and once you take a step back and you start acting like a CEO, who manages twenty locations, yeah. As opposed to the the shift manager at one of those locations, the shift manager is going to have a much more emotional um, perspective. Because they're considering all things. They know that Jan comes in every Tuesday with the flyer and she always wants this and she always likes two sugars in her coffee. And she, you know, the shift manager also knows everybody who's working on each shift and, and they're considering their feelings and how they're going to feel about policy. The CEO does not worry about Jan and her two sugars doesn't worry about everyone's, you know, if they're going to be butthurt about the new policy about clocking in. The CEO treats it like a business. The shift manager treats it like a job. Yeah. Okay. So just start acting like a CEO. Yes, your quality will go down when you act like a CEO, but your quantity will go up and it'll outweigh it so much more. Um, I saw a comment here about appliances. Um, and I think it was, was it Brandy that said it? That they're um, hard to find these days? That they're hard to yeah. find. Yeah. Um, yes, it's, it's, it's one of those things that people have been talking about a lot for the last six to 12 months. Um, we haven't run into it ourselves personally yet, but I know that it's coming because of the supply chain issues. They're just getting worse and worse. And, and I don't think and the end is near anytime soon because of the supply chain issues, appliances have been affected. Um, because where do they come from? China. Mm-hmm. Everything comes from China. And if, if, the, if the deliveries are, are being disrupted by all of the... God. Stuff. Stuff. How <laughs> many things... How many different um, problems have affected supply chain in the last 18 months? Many. Many. Very, very a lot. So, you know, yes, it will be. It's going to be affected. One of the interesting things that was affected just on our last renovation, the last two renovations, was um, electrical outlets. Yeah. Rona, Home Depot, Lowe's did not have $2 electrical outlets. Yeah. They were empty. Every time we go there, there'd be like one in the box. We go and ask the employee, like, hey, is there any more of these, you know, up top somewhere? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Might have some coming in next week. Maybe. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I got to finish this renovation. I need this $2 item. It's not the thousand dollar stove. Yeah. It's 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 the stupid little two dollar item. Um, anyways, so that's uh, I guess we'll just have to keep an eye on appliances and see um, how things progress. Um, the demand uh, for used appliances will definitely go up. Um, you know, guys like Fort Fort Road Appliances and all these you know refurbishing places are gonna love it. Ugh, they're always so crappy. Sorry. I'm anti-used appliances. <laughs> I've been in too many where it's like, seriously, you want $800 for this POS? Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I think it's just the, ex- I think it's just the experience of going into those, those warehouses and, you know, the people that, that buy those appliances or find those appliances, you know, they, they got some arrangement in Leon's. It's like a scratch and dent thing or like returns. And then they go and they, they polish them up and then they try mm-hmm. and sell them and they want to get the most money for it. So, you know, they're negotiating all day with yeah. people coming in and be like, yeah, I'll give you 400. Yeah. You know, so these, these are the, these are the tough negotiators that do it for a living. So you go in there and if you're not a natural negotiator, mm-hmm. you're going to feel very uncomfortable and you're not going to like that person. You're not going to like that experience. So you're, you'll just go pay full price at Home Depot instead. Hell yeah. Right. <laughs> totally uh, against what I was just preaching and getting serious about. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy the new one. <laughs> well, it, just, it's, it's scratch real. and dent is different though. Like if you can get something that is brand new and has a scratch on the side that goes against, you know, a cupboard that you'll never see, then heck yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. That's amazing if you can save money doing that. Absolutely. Because, yeah. yeah, your tenant's never going to pull out that. Uh, no. Or or your buyer on your flip project. Is, yeah, they're never going to pull out that. And if those. they do, it doesn't matter. It's not visible. They don't care. Yeah. 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 Wow. One question in the morning. Bye, Brandy. Thank you, Brandy. Told you. <laughs> um, and that hour went by fast, I have to say. Electrician was having issues getting enough of all the same cover plates. Yes. Yeah. Not just the outlets and the um, switches, but also cover plates 100%. Um, They're probably stuck in the Suez Canal right now. <laughs> we actually had to buy um, some fancier ones um, on our last, was it our last one or was it for um, the first townhouse? Um, you can get like just the standard ones or they have the ones that the plates that are a little bit wider <laughs> and we had to buy some wider plates because we just could not find any, mm-hmm. even like, even our elect, um, like the electrical specialty store didn't have them. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. Um, okay. So what a great episode today. Mm-hmm. What a great valuable episode. There's a few other things I want to cover before we finish up in a couple minutes here. One thing I want to mention is that we have a special um, guest coming on on Tuesday. Do we? On March 1st. You um, never got- tell me about these until you tell everybody else. <laughs> I got lots of different things, lots of different things going on. You got lots of different things going on. This is a great opportunity for me to tell you. Um, we have uh, Seth Ferguson coming on on Tuesday. Mm. Um, he's a multifamily expert out of Ontario. Um, he's going to be coming on talking about multifamily. And he's got a big multifamily conference coming up in May. Uh, if you guys are interested in that, um, I'm going to see if I can get you guys a discount code for that. It's going to be a live in-person event out in um, Toronto, I believe. Nice. Yeah. So he's going to talk about multifamily. Um, guess what, Cab? What? We don't really do multifamily. No. At all. I knew that. Um, you knew that? I, oh, I did. See, that's just want to make sure. <laughs> um yeah, it's just, it's when we were figuring out what was going to work for us, multifamily, it's, it's, it's not part of our plan. Yep. Not to say the multifamily is, is better or worse than any other strategy. It just depends on you. Yes. And that is his thing and is not our thing. So we want to get people on that understand multifamily yeah. um, that can add that value that, that we lack. Yes. It's one of the few, actually, one of the few things that Gabby and I um, just, we I've don't never do. Touched. Yeah. Never touched. That and commercial. It's just, it's, we stick, we stay in our lane and we do what we're good at and, and we stick to our plan to get us towards our goals. Yeah. Um, but I know that it's important to a lot of people. So that's why we want to have people on, um, to kind of sure. shine a light on that. So that's Tuesday, um, next week. Um, also, um, for tomorrow, tomorrow I want to talk about pets. Okay. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, um, posts on on Facebook groups about, um, you know, should you charge pet fees? Should you charge, can you charge for pet deposits? Should you allow pets Mm -hmm. in what circumstances and what types of suites? How do you deal with pets in, in, in properties that have upstairs and downstairs tenants, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I want to get into that a little bit tomorrow. And if you guys have questions about that, um, you know, definitely bring your questions. Also, if you are, um, if you have sweets with pets and you have opinions on it, I'd love to know um, what you guys think about that. So we got that coming in tomorrow. Uh, lastly, I have one request. That- Not for you, for the listeners. Um, we come on here every day. Uh, we we do you know free sessions. That's that's five hours a week, uh, every morning. Um, I'm going to ask one thing. I'm going to ask that if you have an iPhone <clears throat> or if you have a computer, if you could hop on to uh, the Apple podcasts or on your computer, head on to iTunes and search the Real Estate Investing Morning Show and give it a rating, subscribe it to it and write a quick review. It doesn't matter what the review says. It could just say good and <laughs> Just for what iTunes needs to see, it sees that there's a review. That's all they care about. They don't care that it's 12 pages long or it's 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 one word. Mm-hmm. But what it does for us is that, you know, when you do actions like that, it helps increase um, the searchability on iTunes. 
I, we, no, you can't do it on Spotify. No, you can't do it on Google Play. It's just uh, it's because they don't have the same rating systems. Mm-hmm. It's just iTunes is very important. It's one of the biggest podcasts. And, yeah. and whenever you search real estate investing, we're right there in the top four every single time. We're either first or second or fourth. It depends on the day and depends on how many downloads that day. Um, so, you know, we're reaching lots of people. We want this podcast for the people that don't join in live. You know, for the for the for the many people that it's it's currently five a.m. for them right now in in BC, we get it. You can't get up that early, but um, we want more people to be able to access it, um, more people to be able to get this free information, um, so we can help more people. That's all. That's all. That's all we want to do. That's why we do it every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can do that, if you can hop on iTunes or if you can hop on Apple Podcasts, give it a rating, ideally five stars, um, <laughs> and then subscribe. And it takes two seconds. And then just write a couple words. Um, it would mean a lot to us. Um, and, and if you do that, we'll continue doing the show. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, we'll, we well, <laughs> uh, we'll pull the plug. Um, we're, we've been at 96 reviews for like the longest time. And it's like, we're so close to 100 reviews. And I'm like, come on. Come on, just give us four more reviews for the love. Well, we want more than four. We have uh, way more than that live right now. So if each one of you, if you haven't already done so, please go do that. There is no, there is no other pod real estate investing podcast in Canada. Got a thumbs up from Carlos. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you. There is no other real estate investing podcast in Canada that does it daily. Mm -hmm. No one. We're dedicated to you guys. That's the one, that's my one ask for today. If you could do that for us, that'd be great. And then, uh, yeah, tune in tomorrow. We're going to talk about pets. (laughs) Have a great day, you guys. Sounds so exciting, isn't it? (laughs) See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 